Hey there, hopping in really quick before we jump into this week's episode. I just wanted to let you know that it is the final episode of season three that you are listening to today. Don't worry, we will be back very soon with season four, um, just about a month from now. And definitely keep tuning into the podcast because I will be bringing back some oldie but goodie episodes over the next three weeks or so for you to re-listen to that are particularly pertinent, you know, in this time and will be helpful if you miss them before. I know that if you're newer to the podcast, it's not always easy to go back and listen to all the episodes and binge on all the episodes, including some of the hormone summits that we've had. So I am handpicking the best episodes to share with you over the next three to four weeks, and then we will be back with new episodes starting probably that second week of August. And there's already so many good things on tap for season four. I've already been doing some of the interviews with some people that have been blowing my mind, some information that's been blowing my mind. And I want to thank you, just take a moment here to thank you for tuning into the podcast. I just did a little um, look-see in the back end of iTunes and see how many people have subscribed, um, particularly over the last few months. And it just brought such a huge smile to my face. You know, this is definitely a labor of love that I do. And I absolutely, you know, get a lot from it in terms of everything that I learn from all the amazing guests that come on. Um, But also, you know, I certainly want to be helping women and really everyone out in the world right now in supporting you to feel empowered in your own health and well-being because it's tough to come by these days. So, you know, you listening, you sharing, um, you commenting, you leaving reviews is just, you know, really my payment for this doing this work of um, putting a podcast together. And, you know, it it is really just me. I do have um, a virtual assistant that helps with some parts of it. But for the most part, I'm the one who is uploading, editing, writing the intros for everything. And it definitely takes time. It definitely is a labor of love. And I just really hope that it is helping you. So if it is and you haven't had a chance to leave a review on either iTunes, if you're listening there, that is where, you know, the majority of the audience is listening. A five-star review is basically like paying me like $500, <laughs> not to equate reviews with money, but, you know, it is one of the biggest things that is actually going to help the podcast to, to continue to grow so that this information can get out to more people and help more people um, feel really empowered in their health. And you get to learn about such awesome practitioners out in the world. That's one of my favorite things is sharing um, the great practitioners that are out there. I've had, you know, several people contact me and say, oh my God, I heard this person on your podcast and I'm working with them and they're so great um, and so helpful. And, you know, um, also obviously I've had clients come to me too from listening on the podcast. So I love uh, both working with people that listen to the podcast, but also connecting people and even my clients sometimes with other people um, that do come on the podcast because I really do believe in not only do I want to empower you in your health but I also want to offer you know a team support approach to your health because I think one practitioner alone cannot do it all and you are going to get the most 
from a team of practitioners that really know, you know, their certain areas and can really just support you from all the angles because health is getting tougher as you, I'm sure very well know, not just hormonally, but so many different ways. It's really, it's tough. I mean, what we're talking about today, my good friend Vashti and I are chatting about post-COVID issues. And even if you don't have technical long-term COVID, like I don't, you know, and I had a very uh, mild COVID experience, but about a month and a half later, I started having some gut issues that I hadn't had in a really long time. And, you know, at first I didn't put it together with COVID because I was like, well, my COVID's mild or it was mild and I didn't have any lingering symptoms. And, um, you know, I really didn't even have the fatigue that a lot of people had, but lo and behold, studies started coming out, which I talk about in today's episode about COVID changing our microbiome, you know, so not surprising viruses come in and they do this, right. And it's part of being human. We're going to have viruses all the time, but we, it's going to impact our terrain. And so honestly being empowered to understand that it's going to impact your terrain, that there may be more that you need to do for a while. Um, if you've had COVID, you know, Vashti and I also talk about, um, whether it's COVID or the vaccine, honestly, a lot of these symptoms that we're seeing in our clients, um, same symptoms for both scenarios. Um, and of course there's many people that have had both COVID and the vaccines, you know, at this point. And so there's just a lot happening for our bodies and we want to just support our bodies in all the ways that we can, um, particularly with bringing down inflammation, as I talk about in this episode. Um, But really also, I just want to point out, think about what your sensitive area is in your body, you know, and we talk about this today too. It is going to, a virus is going to come in and really, um, sneak its way in your immune system is going to work on it. And it's going to end up impacting usually what your particular sensitive area is in your body. So for me, obviously for the rest of my life, my gut is going to be my sensitive area, right? Because I lost half my colon, um, and eight inches of small intestine, there's just going to be um, the reality and of that, of me having to pay extra attention to my gut when I do fight viruses or, you know, other things that come my way. And so I think that this is a particular area that is so important to start to connect these symptoms to different things. And, you know, we talk about this in the episode today, really going in and doing just some basic testing in the months after you have had COVID or the vaccine, um, or both to see where your levels of certain nutrients are, because honestly going in and supporting what you are deficient in, in terms of nutrient levels as vitamins and minerals, um, can make a huge difference in sort of propelling your body back up and building it back up. So I won't go too much further into that. And I know I went totally off on a tangent. I was asking you for (laughs) reviews. If you can take a moment, if you're listening in iTunes to give us a five-star review, 
of you to, even if you just hit the little stars on there, that's fine. But if you actually write something, that's even better. And if you're listening in Spotify, you can also do it in there. They have a new system where you can do a nice little five-star review there. I would appreciate it so, so, so much. Um, so that I can continue to get this information out to people um, and, you know, (laughs) bootstrap it, is that the word, Um, as I've been doing, um, which is fantastic. But I definitely want it to continue to be out there and for you all to feel informed of everything that is going on. So enough of that whole deal. I did want to add if you have questions or you have people that you want to see on the podcast in season four, shoot me an email. It's Christine Garvin at christinegarvin.com. Um, and let me know because I definitely want, you know, feedback is always super helpful. I want to give you information that is helpful for you. So if there's somebody that you've been wanting to hear on the podcast, or you just have some questions, um, you know, you want a particular area to be focused on that we haven't focused on them on the podcast, let me know. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. As I mentioned, it is with my good friend and colleague, Vashai Kanahaley. She's super awesome, and she is a certified women's health coach, a thyroid and hormone specialist, and environmental toxins educator. As a functional medicine health coach, she looks at the foundations of your health to lead you to the root cause of your health issues and to support you in your healing journey. In her practice, she supports women struggling with Hashimoto's and thyroid disease, as well as women with chronic illnesses like Lyme. One of her passions is working with moms concerned about early onset puberty and educating girls on body literacy so they can make informed choices about their health. She holds a master's degree in health science and is a certified integrative women's health coach. She has earned multiple certificates, including the IWHI Hormones 101, Functional Nutrition Lab Digestive Intensive, a certificate in environmental health from Laura Adler, an expert on environmental toxins and integrative health, and a Cole Jardim's Fix Your Period Apprenticeship. She is currently working towards certification in functional medicine through the School of Applied Functional Medicine. So let's dive into our conversation. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode as I just mentioned here in the intro, I'm here with my good friend Vashtai, who is also an amazing colleague of mine. And we decided that we wanted to talk about what we're seeing in our practices around um, COVID, long COVID, how these are impacting different areas of our bodies, right? So one of the big things I think a lot of people have probably seen in the news and maybe experienced personally, um, if you're a menstruating person, is a change in your period, right? Um, This is a very sort of well-known thing, I would say at this point, that um, it can throw off your period for really up to three months. I have seen with my clients, most of their doctors are actually speaking to that. So that's a pretty well-known post-COVID thing. Have you seen that also with 
the vaccine that that can happen to that the period's thrown off for a couple of months? Yeah, I have, yeah. um, I should say, hi, thank you. For oh, yes. Me on the show. <laughs> hi, welcome. It's great to be back. <laughs> That's like, we're um, just uh, diving right in. <laughs> go get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had um, several uh, clients who had um, period irregularities, mm-hmm. irregularities. Um, for a few months, they did you know, shift back to normal after a while. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. something that we're definitely seeing. I know that there's been several studies and the University of Chicago is doing some mm-hmm. big study on people. So that's something that is out there. And I'm glad doctors are speaking to it now. Yeah. Yep, um, absolutely. And I would add to that too. I had this happen with several clients where particularly late last year, they may have gotten the booster and then literally two or three days later got COVID. And I'm not saying that those yes. are, you know, because of each other, but they were, this is especially with Omicron when it was so prevalent, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it just was that kind of intense viral overload at that point. And I definitely say in those cases, if that's something that happened to you to maybe even give it a little bit longer for your period to regulate. I think in most instances it's three months or so, but you know, if things are still off at five months, like don't be too freaked out. Um, maybe past that you can start to think about, okay, what else is going on here? Right. Yeah, for sure. Cause you're just carrying a huge viral load at that yep. point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And your body's like just trying to work with it all. So, yeah. so tell us what you have been seeing, you know, because you work so much with people with thyroid disorders and, um, you know, I know that you have a community of people that you work with too, um, in terms of what they're seeing with their patients and clients and stuff. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us what's going on with the thyroid and COVID. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I don't think that a lot of people thought, oh, how, how is thyroid or COVID impacting my thyroid? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are several studies that are out there, um, a bit inconclusive on how um, the long-term effects of mm-hmm. the COVID are having on our thyroid, but that there are definitely um, effects in that viral stage um, because our thyroid impacts every cell of our body mm-hmm. pretty much. So it's not really surprising that that's happening, Yeah. but, um, some things that we're seeing are, um, hypothyroidism popping up, mm-hmm. um, a lot of flares in autoimmune disease across the board. Mm. Um, so people that didn't pre- and people that didn't previously have autoimmune diseases too, or some of that. Have- okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've likely had a, um, as with autoimmune diseases that, you know, COVID could have been that trigger. Mm-hmm, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you, you have maybe elevated antibodies, which people are seeing yeah. are the elevated antibodies. And then if you already had, um, an autoimmune disease, something like, um, Hashimoto's for instance, we're having, we're seeing a lot of flares um, yeah. that personally happened to me. I've been in like a six month long flare. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I just want to kind of add to that for people that don't necessarily know this information that viruses very often, you know, especially big viruses like this can cause a lot of havoc, wreck a lot of havoc in your body. Right. And like, like you were just saying, it's like our bodies can kind of keep things, you know, together for a while. Um, even if there's sort of some autoimmunity at play, but you're not really, you don't really know that necessarily, Mm -hmm. but then a big old virus comes in and just, it's like dropping the bomb. And then all of a sudden the body's like, okay, here we are like guns to the races, because obviously your immune system is kicked up to fight the virus. And so, yeah. And then if you already have an autoimmune disease, 
you can be like pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I have mine well-regulated mm-hmm. and I do all the things for that. But then these moments, yeah, like the virus or future months of stress or those two things <laughs> coincide together, together mm-hmm. um, then you end up with a flare and that can look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But that is something that we are seeing um, really in a lot of our patient population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is, you know, from the studies that you guys have seen, even though it's obviously been a small population so far, and I just want to kind of speak to that for a second, because this hasn't been around very long, particularly the long COVID part of it, right? It's a pretty small population still at this point that, you know, has been dealing with that. We don't even know really how long long COVID last will last for people, right? Like, right. is, is it going to be a two-year thing? Is it going to be a multi-year thing? What does that look like? And so we're kind of just trying to figure out based on small amounts of evidence or populations at this point, mm-hmm. sort of what we're going to see. Um, but are there things that are helpful that you know of, you know, that can help if you're starting, if you're in a flare due to right. COVID? <laughs> Yeah. Um, rest. Yeah. <laughs> the one that no one wants to, the do. one that no one wants to talk about or think yeah. about or do yeah. is, you know, rest, you know, it, it, it varies from what each person's thing is, but it might be zinc or, you know, liposome, mm-hmm. liposomal glutathione to just sort of help you get past that. Um, mm-hmm. something that's hard for me to remember to do always. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, and then maybe I think also it is movement. People tend mm-hmm. to not want to move when mm-hmm. they're in a, in a flare, but it's mm-hmm. the movement that feels good to you. That might be just restorative yoga where you're just doing mm-hmm. gentle stretches or something or a walk or something, but still maintaining that. And then of course you would want nutrients, uh, an uptake in your nutrients if you're feeling like zinc or whatever is low, mm-hmm. but um, you could also see Mm-hmm. If you want to get some blood tests run what you might be. Right. And I think, it, with yeah, that's a really good point to, you know, that can be, especially if you're sort of three months out or so from having COVID and there's still mm-hmm. issues going on, like get those blood, basic blood panel done. And that can guide you a lot on sort of the nutrients that you exactly. Need. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the path maybe to filling yourself again Better, yeah. um, and getting through that flare. Um, I love, um, IV therapy. I was going to ask, what do you, if you think that that's a good thing to do for people to do in that Um, situation? Yeah. I mean, I live in Kyrgyzstan. We don't really, that's not really happening here. I was going to ask is, is it there? Yeah. (laughs) I am already booked for when I get to Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it is on the list. (laughs) It is on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that depends, but you know, that might be very helpful for Mm -hmm. a large um, population and, yeah. and kind of what we're seeing in the studies is, you know, this, it can be transient hypothyroidism. Um, but it, you also kind of want to then track that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to get into a place where you're, you know, in full on hypothyroidism and, um, and dealing with that when you could have, yeah. you know, maybe seen that over a couple of rounds of labs of things are continuing to, yeah. to deteriorate. Yeah. Don't just like give it a, well, what, you know, wait and watch and see over like years. Cause that's, yeah. Yeah. The stuff can really go down pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. The nose dive. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, I mean, the thyroid, I always think of is just, um, it's such a like sweet little, like 
I mean, it's strong and sensitive at the same time. Right. And so, yeah, it, it's and we gonna, need it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we definitely need it for, we need it for everything, everything. Yeah. Uh, for our body, you know, for our metabolism, for mm-hmm. everything to, to go. And, um, when it's not, we're not feeling our best yeah. either. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> no gas, no go. Exactly. <laughs> so, absolutely. You know, I don't know if I told you this, but one of the other episodes that I um, did recently with um, Dr. Tanisha Wards, mm-hmm. um, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that, it was a great episode, but she um, taught me about using topical glutathione for Hashimoto's. Oh. Um, yeah. Right. Like I was like, that's really fascinating. Um the, you know, um, particularly there's, I guess, several different products out there, but Apex has a mm-hmm. really good one and that, you know, just putting it directly on your thyroid can be super helpful. Oh, that's it. That is right. really interesting and not something that I knew about. Yeah. Um, yeah. She said she had learned about it, I think from a conference. So I was like, okay. thanks for that tip. And actually yeah. I started using it myself okay. and people, I think whoever subscribes to my, um, newsletter has already seen this, but she mentioned that it's also just good for skin, skin. right? Yes. Cause the, this particular formula also has, I think, um, alpha lipoic acid in mm-hmm. it and a couple of other, you know, antioxidants and stuff. And, you know, I have rosacea and it's been fabulous for That's my amazing. skin. Yeah. Super soft. And like, I mean, it's actually cheaper than a lot of the, you know, skincare cool. products out there. Um, right. so I'm all about it. I'm like, Put that glutathione. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Put it all over my face. Put it on. Yeah, I'll have to try that um, because that could be really helpful for people, Um, especially if you have, you know, clients that don't like taking supplements or um, liposomal glutathione can be, doesn't taste very good. So it can be a barrier for people to take it. So if there's something that's more easeful for people, that's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yeah. Check that out. Yeah. You're, I was like, <laughs> I'm passing along the great info to everybody that I know because I think it's fabulous, but yeah, yeah I thought that was cool. Cause I don't, I don't think I even realized there was a topical glutathione before I talked to her. So, I mean, yeah. it makes sense that there is, but right. um, yeah. So connecting to, you know, the place that I focus on a lot in my practice is gut health. And there's Mm -hmm. definitely some studies that are coming out on how COVID impacts gut health. So I'm going to pull up one that I have right here. So there was a study done in Brazil. um, And this was very recent, uh, just in the last couple of months. And so basically what they found is um, that there was considerable alteration in the gut microbiota composition and diversity after having COVID. And um, it really seems to be impacting uh, the you know, possibility of having long-term, uh, long-term COVID issues um, or long COVID. And so... Uh, yeah. So it says in the current study, the scientists have investigated the involvement of gut microbiota alteration in tri- actual triggering those post COVID symptoms. Um, wow. so I think that's fascinating because I personally experienced, um, a change in my gut microbiota post COVID. And, you know, I've talked about it here on the podcast before that I had a relatively mild COVID, um, to where it was really just one bad day. And then like, two other days of like horrible headache. And I didn't really 
seem to have uh, an impact on my stomach at all. I barely had any congestion. So I was like, sweet, scot-free. But then I would say probably about a month later, my digestion just started like feeling very upended, you know? Yeah. And I actually have started to notice this too with some of the GI maps that I was running on people that, you know, more opportunistic bacteria is showing up. H. pylori is certainly showing up. And that's kind of what happened with me was this like reoccurrence of H. pylori that, you know, had happened, I'd had several years before. Um, And, you know, for those that don't know H. pylori that lives essentially in your stomach, a little bit in your upper small intestine, but it can really impact your ability to break down um, foods because it does not like HCL hydrochloric acid, which is so important to digestion of protein. And so it limits our hydrochloric acid output. And I'll tell you personally, I was, I was like taking so much HCL and I was like having gas and bloating. And I was like, I don't have gas and bloating, you know, and often people with H. pylori will experience like acid reflux. That's kind of a traditional Mm -hmm. thing, you know, or GERD or any of those kind of, you know, ulcers and things like that. And I don't, I didn't have any of those symptoms, but that gas and bloating was just like not chilling out. And so finally I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense that this is just how it's showing up in me because it doesn't matter that I'm taking all the HCL, the H pylori is like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. So I wasn't breaking down those foods, you know, so they were causing ruckus downstream. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it, it, it makes perfect sense. Like there's all these studies about, like if you get in a car accident or you have any kind of head trauma, it like immediately kicks in leaky gut, Yep. like immediately. Right. And it yeah. takes quite a little bit of time for that to even calm down that reaction. And so if you think about this huge, intense virus taking over the systems of your body and it's like all systems go on that, yeah. it's going to impact your gut. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it really takes where we're, we individually mm-hmm. tend to be mm-hmm. weakest, mm-hmm. right? Because I've seen people with it just really long COVID lung issues. Mm-hmm. Some people with really, you know, like gut is one of the ones that we see a lot. That's mm-hmm. the same issue that I too have had is mm-hmm. really upended digestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we both had some of that transient fatigue. Yes, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. The general malaise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently had, um, costochondritis, which is just like really, right. Um, we didn't even have a chance to talk about that earlier. Oh Interstitial <laughs> inflammation, yeah. which, um, my doctor believes is from long COVID. COVID. Oh, um, wow. um, and because I had been sick, it, this is just, it, it came up in that, that moment of like my own body's weak, not weakness, but like right. viral overload. Yep. Right. Right. And so that's where it reared its head. I had high viral numbers. I had, you know, big inflammation numbers and this like really terrible interstitial pain. Um, so, and you had, when did you have COVID last? last, Well, (laughs) I tend to like always test negative for it, which is funny, but I, um, I, I know I had it when I was in Nigeria, um, Mm -hmm. back in the early days of 2020. Um, when we were living in Nigeria and we didn't know then what it was, but now looking back, we all had the same thing and it was most assuredly um, COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I hadn't had any real issues from it. Um, however, my husband has had long COVID right. sort of respiratory issues since that time. Um, but then it was after I had um, 
my um, booster shot that that is when I really started having kicked off. Um, But, you know, it's, it's this spike protein. It's the, the vaccine is neutral. It just, I, my terrain is such that it didn't um, love that. (laughs) Right. And, and yeah, we want to kind of stress that point that, yeah, the neutrality, it's really what the terrain is in our personal bodies. And we, you know, because also the vaccine hasn't been around for a long time, we don't know these different, I mean, terrain, we never is always going to be individual, right? So you can't really like classify, but over time we will learn more and more. Like if you're, you have a predisposition towards heart issues, maybe, you know, then maybe we're seeing more and more of that sort of with the vaccine. So maybe that's not the best for your group, you know, and things like that. And so, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's just fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, It's fascinating and yet very frustrating all at the same same time. time. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and and I will just add to that too. You know, one of the things that I, I try and make clear with my clients is a lot of times, whether you had COVID or the vaccine or both <laughs> similar things are showing up for people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a way that you could win ultimately, you know, I mean, obviously the vaccines have helped save lives over the last couple of years, you know, yeah. um, or I guess year and some, I, know, I, been out. I was like, how long have they been out? But you know, there's just this reality of how for things now. show up. Sorry, you cut cut out. Oh, did I cut out? You cut out for a second. Yeah. So you can say it again. I'll I'll edit that. Oh, I have no idea what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll just go on to, um, yeah, basically seeing very similar symptoms in people, whether it's one or the other, you know, or both ultimately. And so here we are just doing the best we can with the situation at hand. (laughs) Exactly. We don't, we just don't know. Right. And when my, when I, um, sort of pulled some of my colleagues that Mm -hmm. I, that I work with, they're seeing a lot of the same stuff that you and you're talking about and that I've seen as well, which is this sort of transient immunosuppression from post COVID and the vaccine, which you would expect. Mm -hmm. Right. But then these autoimmune flare-ups across diseases with both the vaccine and long COVID. Mm -hmm. And then one really interesting thing is these high levels of ferritin which, mm, um, is, yes. a, is how we, um, the body storage form of iron. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Tell us what that means. It's, so okay. it's, it, it, you're sort of having then immune suppression at that point because you've sequestered all of your the iron. iron, right? So then your body can't counter mm. what it's trying to fight. Right. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. So that's interesting. Yeah. And then dysbiosis, which mm-hmm. we've been talking about mm-hmm. the opportunistic strains of bacteria, mm-hmm. the like, sweet. Of- Field day. (laughs) Bacterial versus viral Mm -hmm. instance. And then they are seeing elevated TPO Mm -hmm. antibodies, which is Mm -hmm. um, part of a full thyroid panel and Mm -hmm. something that often shows um, if it's elevated, really even at all, um, Mm -hmm. is can be indicative of um, autoimmune activity. Mm -hmm. So then what they're doing is, you know, sort of interventions based on whatever that um, unique individual's needs are in front mm-hmm. of them. Right. And then mm-hmm. sort of tracking with the TPO. Mm, right. That makes sense over yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Over time. 
And I just kind of speaking to one of those points, like, you know, it definitely seems to also kick up latent um, viruses. Oh yeah. Like EBV. Exactly. I was going to say EBV. <laughs> That's actually what Dr. Wards and I talked about. She said all of her clients um, that have long COVID that have come to her have reactivated EBV. Yeah. So that's not surprising at all. Right. It's no. like viruses kind of like to like travel together and hang together. <laughs> they like to hang together and they live within us. Once you have mm-hmm. it, like mm-hmm. it's there mm-hmm. and they don't go away. And right. many, many people have EBV by the time they're seven and they yep. just don't know. They just right? don't so know. Then yep. It's just there and it's waiting to be reactivated. Yeah. When you have something like COVID, Lyme, any Lyme, of these exactly. things, you know, that's what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so seeing that. And so I think doing like, you know, stool tests can be very helpful mm-hmm. in this instance. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, of, you know, you know um, the GI map has EBV marker on there. Um, but I know I've learned at some point, and I can't quite remember what it is. If I know it has to be active a to show up on there, yeah. but B, I think feel like I learned at some point it had to be like the first time you had it. Is that right? So it's not showing reactivated. Right. I don't think it shows reactivated, but I could be wrong. So I don't want to say that hundred percent, but I, Mm -hmm. I remember that something about that, learning something about Mm -hmm. that at some point. Do you have a test that you um, utilize for EBV or that you recommend? Not lately. Yeah. It's just not really great tests, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's out there. Yeah. Prolifically yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know? and working with a doctor that really understands how to deal with EBV is really important. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think we're just seeing this whole new sort of, um, in one study I was reading, it was like sort of the pandemic of the pandemic, mm. right. In this long COVID mm-hmm. sort of people like you who had you know, mild, mild Mm -hmm. symptomology of COVID ending up with these longer things that we don't, and nobody really has the answer because it shows up differently. There might be very similar things in people, but it shows up differently because we're all individuals, right? Totally. Yep. And so it it can make it hard to have like a specific thing. Oh, you have long COVID, go do this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is interesting too, because I think some people think of long COVID as only like extreme symptoms, right? Like there are people obviously that struggle to get out of bed yeah. and like there's, and so in my case, like, I don't think a lot of people would necessarily think like, oh, long COVID, but that idea of like, yeah, if it throws off your gut bacteria and these things are happening, like that mm-hmm. is the long-term repercussions of that, you know, or they long-term yeah. rather than just the viral episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And one other thing too, I know we talked about earlier that I have seen a lot on testing when we run blood labs is, um, an elevated high sensitivity C-reactive protein, which for those that don't know, um, is a specific inflammation marker for your heart. So you can get, you know, just C-reactive protein. And that's kind of a basic all around the body inflammatory marker. It doesn't tell us specifically where the inflammation is happening. That HSCRP, um, sometimes called cardiac, um, CRP is going to tell you, that it's about your heart. And I will say ever since the vaccine, 
uh, people started getting the vaccine, I those numbers have been coming back high. Um, I also think it's probably post COVID too, but most of my clients have had the vaccine so close. Yeah. To having COVID, it's hard to differentiate that, you know, Um, but for the most part, I, you know, have after kind of figuring that out after the first few clients, I said, you know, let's retest in three months and pretty much everyone that HSCRP has leveled back out. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't freak out too much. That's not even a marker, honestly, that a lot of doctors are going to run on a basic blood panels. So you're probably never going to no. see it, but if you do a more advanced one or you're, you know, working on heart health in any form or fashion and you're anywhere close to having had COVID or, um, the vaccine don't necessarily freak out. If that number is high, mm-hmm. just give it three months and retest it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot like, you know, with the, the period mm-hmm. um, issues, issues that people are seeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, really, we kind of wanted to just chat today about how you may see um, this show up in different forms of your health, because um, although we're starting to have more of that conversation now, and I think there's much more discussions about long COVID, you know, to get into these like specific areas that it can hit the body, um, Mm -hmm. you may not realize essentially that that was connected to this situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And we're not often taught that all the things can be interconnected. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's how we practice is finding the interconnectedness. And so, um, yeah, it is all connected. Yeah. (laughs) So if you, um, you know, if there's some people that are feeling like they have some thyroid issues, now that they didn't before they had COVID, mm-hmm. do you re- what do you recommend that they do? I would recommend getting a full thyroid panel. And so we're going to want to look at um, a lot of doctors just want to run TSH, mm-hmm. maybe free T4 mm-hmm. if you're lucky, but we would like to see, you know, those, those two plus free T3, total mm-hmm. T3, reverse T3. And I think reverse T3 is one that often gets sort of put to the side, but I think in an, in a, especially in a long COVID or, you know, post COVID state where your body has been under a great deal of stress, it would be really ideal to look at those because mm-hmm. it could be um, taking that receptor space that T3 would generally mm-hmm. be at. And you're going to be not feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have these high reverse T3 numbers. And then we always want to test um, for the autoimmune component, and that's going to be TG antibodies and TPO antibodies. And both mm-hmm. of those, if possible, sometimes doctors want to run one or the I other. Know. Yeah. But, they should um, always run together. Like I don't they should understand. run together because some people have TG and some people have yep. TPO and yep. not often do they both have. Right. Both. I very, I don't think I've ever no. seen anybody have both. Both. Yeah. So it's very important to have all those components there. Yep. We could take a look at um, and then we would, we would work sort of off your symptoms and obviously your symptoms, uh, especially yeah. in thyroid, we do, um, with everything, but with thyroid specifically, you know, it's like symptoms and labs because labs can tell you one part of the story and your symptoms can be saying something entirely different. And the mm-hmm. reference ranges tend to be pretty broad, especially, um, in thyroid labs and the TSH specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'd like to really focus on your symptoms as well. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I'll add to that from the, you know, gut perspective, definitely doing some kind of a stool test can be helpful. Um, you know, I always tell people obviously to go back to foundations to start off with, you know, if you're kind of struggling to 
just your food. You can always start off with like some HDL digestive enzymes mm-hmm. to see if that does enough. Maybe you switch over your probiotic. Um, but if that's not changing the game for you, then it's worth getting some testing done just so you know um, sort of where to start from mm-hmm. um, and what may need to be some gut cleanup because, you know, as we know, it all goes back to the gut once again. It does. Yes. yes. And I would say even just, you know, thyroid, that was something we would probably do, mm-hmm. you know, also mm-hmm. in, in a sense, this is a possibly a stool test. I mean, if the, if clients are open to it, but it can, it can give us a lot and we don't know what was latent in yep. your gut. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Prior to this. Yeah. And kind of going back to that, you know, I, I, cause I feel like we may have dropped a bomb without people <laughs> fully integrating it. Um, that viruses stay with us. Yes. For the long Someone term. just told me the other day, they're like, I just found this out. Yeah. Like, cause I think we, we think it, you know, the symptoms are gone. The virus is gone Yeah. now. Yeah. And yeah. I think most people kind of know like herpes, for mm-hmm. example, most people know that that stays with you, you know, whether it's uh, simplex one or simplex two, but like a lot of viruses actually fall within the herpes, herpes family herpes too. Yes. Right. You know? Yes. And so, yeah, these, these things like stick with us, you know, it doesn't mean that they'll always show up on tests long-term, but like they're in there and they can get kicked up and really looking at sort of the biggest things that kick them up once again, is another virus or trauma, yeah. right? You yep. know, yeah. any, any kind of trauma. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people think that trauma has to look one way, but trauma is, it's a very broad yep. term. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Um, and an incredibly stressful situation, which I would term as trauma, but people might not see that. Absolutely. Um, would fall into that. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like, you know, I think a lot of times when we talk about trauma and this is a big part of it is like thinking about what happened when you were a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. And that stays with you, but like we can experience trauma at any time in our lives, including having a major illness, including sort of things that are going on in the world in a big way right now, you know, um, including like being in a car accident, even if it's a very simple car accident, like there's Mm -hmm. so many, traumatic things that our body, you know, will view it as a trauma because it really doesn't matter whether our, our sort of thinking brain sees it as trauma or not. It's like, how does the body process it? Process it. And we are essentially living in a very traumatic time. So, um, (laughs) like every day, every every day day. (laughs) is uh, a new uh, piece of trauma. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) And so I think that that's important to remember that things that were that we're now feeling are normal. Yeah. Um, are not normal for our bodies to process. Yes. Yes. And it takes its toll. Yep. Yep. And so within that, you know, it's not easy all the time, but I just was going over this earlier today. Like, you know, there, I feel like we have to take deeper and more impactful steps on a daily basis to counter this because we are taking on so much more. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know a lot of times I'll fall into that. Well, you know, naturally, biologically, evolutionarily wise, I should be able to like, just like handle these things, you know? And it's like, that's not reality. Like the reality is I need to go above and beyond in my rest and repair time. You know, I need to go above and beyond for me to of disconnection. Like 
you know, three days of not being on technology for the most part was humongous for my nervous system, you know? And while I understand that I privileged as hell to be able to do that and not everybody can do that. I do think that we have lots of pockets where we can make different decisions. Like, even if that's like, turn off your phone for two hours, you know, in the evening or on a weekend, you know, you can do that because the more that we're, you know, on technology and scroll, 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 what that's doing to our system, the, the more that you see, the more that you get angry, the more that you read the comments, the more, you know that our bodies are not made for that. And it's really wrecking our health. It really is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we can definitely sustain Mm short-lived difficult stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are are designed for that, Yep. but it is this long-term chronic stress that people might be like, I don't feel like that. I can tell you, we're all living in a chronic stress state. Totally. (laughs) And and so again, like you said, absolutely. We have to go above and beyond Mm -hmm um, taking care of our health. Mm -hmm. And I know so often, especially very busy women and mothers and women that run their own business and like are juggling all the things feel like they can't, Mm -hmm. but I just want to remind them, you know, that your body will eventually not let you do all those things. If you don't take the time now, you know, Yeah. It, it will impact your adrenals. Right. It will it, that's where thyroid, right. Exactly. Like. <laughs> that's where the chronic fatigue, that's where the adrenal, mm-hmm. you know, dysregulation where you can barely get out of bed comes from. Like it will stop you if you aren't able to start to implement these things. And I hate, I mean, it's human nature to a certain extent, right? I've been there myself where you don't make the changes until like it's already sort of past that point. Um, but particularly with the amount of stress that we're holding on our shoulders right now, I'm like, I just see so many women on the verge of like breaking and I'm like, please just give the gift of yourself, you know, to yourself. Like, even if it's 10 minutes a day where you were just like on your own, just breathing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, absolutely. It is a huge gift. Yeah. Yeah. So much. And a necessary gift, really. Absolutely. Um, And we can preach as I I want to be transparent. That's something I totally struggle with. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, 100%. Yeah. It's like there's no perfection in my life around any of this stuff, you know, but um, I I say it a lot, not only for you all who are listening, but to remind myself, you know, (laughs) the more that I sort of speak it, the more that I implement it in my life and the, the differences that I feel. Um, you know, that unfortunately eating the most pristine diet and taking all the supplements isn't going to cut it when you just have that consistent stress. Yeah, I think we have to really focus on healing our nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not something that we're really thinking about. No, no. And, you know, particularly for hormones, sorry for everybody who actually listens to me all the time. Cause I just beating this dead horse, (laughs) but it's so true. Like if you don't work on your nervous system, if you don't calm your hypothalamus and pituitary glands, it's always going to be focused on that cortisol output, that adrenaline and or adrenaline output, yeah. you know, and you are just going to be fried and your sex hormones are going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All just, of your hormones are going to be like, Bleh. exactly. Yeah. Not just your sex hormones, your thyroid yeah. hormones. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. it's yeah. And, and we can't, we just can't stress it enough. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're here to stress how bad stress is. Yes. <laughs> Listen to us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We have both been there. Yeah. Like we 100%. can tell you yep. from personal experience. experience. Yep. And I will say every day, particularly as things ramp up, um, I get more and more protective over my time, yeah. to be honest. Um, and it's probably part of aging and everything too, but um, I recognize how important that, you know, in my system, I need quiet, I need introspection, I need to be out in nature yeah. um, in order to maintain any semblance of, you know, and, and all these things that I used to feel like I had to do, I was like, that was just me feeling like I had to do them, you know, I mean, I still do plenty of things that I probably don't have to do, <laughs> you know, I'm work in progress here, but there's so many that I'm just trying to cut out. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to like, that's me putting that on myself. And so I just encourage women to think about that, you know, where you feel maybe expectations from others, or you feel like, oh, I can't give that up or I can't take space from that. Like, is that true? Just like question yourself. Like, is that true? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and where can you find, start to find pockets of time for yourself? Yeah. Who's yeah. chasing you? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, who, yeah. Who's like holding the whip, yep. you know, you know, oftentimes it's ourselves. Exactly. And right now in particular, we have to empower ourselves as women to put ourselves first. first. Yep. Put our yeah. bodies first, first, all of those things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was an excellent conversation yes. as always. Thank you. Thanks for coming on and um, bantering with me about COVID (laughs) (laughs) and all the things. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, and the tangents. Um, But yeah, the, the COVID bantering, you know, we'll see, we'll see if this episode, I don't, I have no idea at this point if they're trying to still, um, that's the word I'm looking for, like take down things or monitor mark, mark things, you know, Um, I still see, see people like sometimes you know, the COVID written in code. Yeah. <laughs> like on I Facebook. And I'm like, yeah. are they? I don't know if they're still, you know, but anyways. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. We'll see if it's an issue. Yeah. We can call it long haulers something. Or right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the tangent. Exactly. And plus tangents. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for being here with me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And where can everybody find you? You can find me at greenpapayahealth.com. That's my website and at greenpapayahealth on Instagram and TikTok. Nice. And for anybody that is having issues with their thyroid, if you don't have a great doctor or a doctor that's helping you enough, you know, working with Vashai is like, can be life-changing. Like some of her clients were real struggle buses because they didn't have great support from their doctors. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And you can take my quiz. If you think you might have, um, thyroid issues, Mm -hmm. then I'm including a quiz in the show notes, um, that you can go over and and take that quiz and find out, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't always know for sure. All right. right, Well, I know that you will be back here again at some point (laughs) (laughs) and I will see you guys. Actually, we're going to have a little break here for the podcast for just about a month. Um, So I will be sharing some old episodes with you that you can go back and listen to um, if you missed them the first time. And then we'll see you in season four real soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.